We Speak English Good has expanded to WSEG TV only on Twitch. Every Monday at 1 p.m. and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will be going live and direct with guests. I have live looping, improvised music stuff and games, prizes, and more. Go to twitch.tv slash we speak English good and tune in. Also, go to modedstudios.com, M-O-D-E-D-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. Check out the latest and greatest from this fully embroidered patches and apparel online store. Actually, the latest one is my favorite, which is a MAGA hat with BLM spray painted graffitied over it you gotta go check it out it's amazing i put it up on my facebook these hats are selling like hot cakes go check it out for yourself modedstudios.com now on with the show was Night Drive from our guest today, Tonga, off of his latest album, 
Transitions, now available anywhere you stream your music. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Tonga. He goes by Art of Tonga on Instagram if you want to go give him love. Uh, he just released a new album called Transitions. He is a fantastic multi-instrumentalist. He makes a down-tempo, really chill vibe, uh, lo-fi hip-hop type music. Uh, I fucking love it. It's he's just it's right up my alley, and and I just respect his musicality so much. And uh, we talk all about it. And uh, he's been on the show before, and and, and uh, you should go check that episode out whenever the fuck that was. I forgot it was a long time ago. Anyways, that was when we were in San Diego. Um, we'll get to Tonga here in a second, but first go to rainamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and check out the latest single, Chloroform. Now, this is the latest single since March. We were supposed to release an, uh, a song per month for the year of 2020, but that all went out the window as soon as COVID showed its ugly face. So we are going to be releasing a new single coming up, I think in this month or next month. It's going to be a collaboration between EBB, which is the Euphoria Brass Band, and Reina Mystique. Super excited for this one, guys. It's dope. Also, check out Reina on Twitch. She goes live every Tuesday, Thursday at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 8 p.m. And I think she's going to put in an afternoon Saturday. So, RainaMystique.com, go check it out. Also, go check out WSEG TV on Twitch. I've been having a blast with these streams. I'm doing these live loops. I'm having guests. And, and, and in fact, today's episode is the second episode of WSEG TV. So, just know that throughout this podcast, I'm going to be addressing the chat and I'm going to be, you know, doing the Twitch stuff. So you're in this now, baby. <laughs> but nonetheless, we're having a great time. So go over to twitch.tv slash we speak English good and stay up to date. Um, let's see. What else have we got here? Uh, like, subscribe, review. You can like us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Uh, or I'm sorry, Facebook, Instagram, Discord, uh, uh, Twitter, all of those. Go do that. Uh, those links will be in the show notes. You can also subscribe to us on Apple iTunes, uh, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. You can subscribe to us on YouTube where we have our, where I'm releasing the video versions of the, actually this, uh, this particular this interview right here, there's a video version that I'll put in the show notes. So if you guys want to go see us talking, that is now available, which is so fucking cool. Uh, and, and that's all because of WSEG TV on Twitch. So go check it out. But uh, please subscribe to us on YouTube. It has the music tutorials and the video uh, interviews and all kinds of cool shit uh, that revolves around We Speak English Good. You can also, now this is the important one, go leave a review. If, if you could just leave a five-star review, wherever you get your podcast, that's helpful. But if you really want to be king shit of the help squad, write a written review. That is, the, that, that's it. That's, that's what they want, baby. They just want you to sit there and take the time to sign into iTunes, fucking leave a written review. I know it's a pain in the ass, but listen, it helps us. So if you like the show, 
please go and leave a review. Uh, if you like the show, please go support our sponsor, ModedStudios.com. I don't ask for much, just a couple little things. Uh, and I'm not asking for money directly. Not yet, anyways. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think that's everything. You can, oh yeah, write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, go check out WeSpeakEnglishGood.com. That has, that's basically the hub where you can find everything else. So, yay. Uh, and that's it. I think, I think we're good. I think we're good to go. Let's, let's jump into Tonga. Again, this is WSEG TV. So, I'm going to be addressing the chat. I'll be, um, you know, it's it's a weird situation when you're in front of all those computer screens and you're trying to talk to people. It's insane. So bear with me while I get my bearings on twitching and live streaming. But the content of the conversation is great. We're talking about Black Lives Matter movement. We're talking about the protests, the riots and and uh you know just just political stuff we're talking about music stuff we're talking about all kinds of stuff in here so please enjoy my conversation i had with my buddy tonka So thank you so much for coming on, man. I so I'm having this trouble with like double uh, double noises because I think the noise is being picked up from the two mics. So on the right. other end, we're having double noises, and it's just it's just it's just terrible. Oh, Raina says hi. <laughs> Look, I'm also gonna try to do like the the chat and talk to you, which I don't. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how this is gonna work. Like so. No, we, no. I, you got to start somewhere, man. Well, you know, you've been on the show before, and so you kind of uh-huh. got an idea of what this show is about. And so we're going to yeah. try to do that, but we're also going to try to uh, interact. And, uh, you know, and if anybody has any questions, please use the channel points. And that is, uh, you can just find the channel points, uh, speaker points, I guess. That's what I'm calling them. I guess. Jesus. Um, And you can uh, uh, use your speaker points to ask a question for Tonga. And uh, I'll try to do that. Uh, uh, I'm not guaranteeing anybody anything. Uh, And also enjoy the double me on on the sound end. So, bleh. (laughs) Anyways, Tonga, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I super duper appreciate it. And uh, after especially all these like crazy... uh, uh, reschedules that I, I, you know, like it just. Yeah, no worries, man. I'm trying. No, no, because because the Twitch thing, I don't, I don't know. It it sort mm-hmm. of is like almost this whole all-encompassing thing that once you start it, I don't know, maybe not for you, but like for yeah. me, it turned into this all-encompassing thing where I was like, like a lot of my thought energy was going straight to it because like it's it, it's not just like a music uh, performance stream, you know. It's it's there's right. more to it and. Um, trying to keep track of all this shit trying to keep everything together it's just been crazy so mm-hmm. so where which you yeah. know what you know tonga is also a streamer who uh who is who does uh he does production you do mostly production right yeah no i so i talked to my friends about it um because yes it's mostly production um i try and focus it as a a way for me to like a, an accountability check yeah. you know 
because um, I'm going to do this shit anyways, but <laughs> if I'm going to do it and people wanted to ask questions or whatnot, it's like, why not stream it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So especially in this day and age, it, I was trying to um, think of, well, I realized that live performance is going to be like very limited um, because I think musicians live performing is going to be probably one of the last things implemented, you know, back into society with this whole COVID stuff. Yeah, totally. But um, yeah, I just, I just thought of like, okay, how do I do like get some performance practice in and improve and then adjust to, you know, the new normal for at least for now. And um, I've, I've been watching streamers like for, you know, gaming you know, on Twitch before a number of times, like for, for over years, over the years. But, um, but then people, a lot of musicians have moved into uh, Twitch or DJs and they do their sets mm-hmm. or whatnot. So you thought just, it would be perfect. Uh, yeah. 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 He's like, well, I'm not doing it. I'm just sitting here doing it anyways. And, and, and I'll just do right. it in public now. Well, you right. know, it's funny you brought up DJs because they're kind of eating shit right now. Have you heard about the uh, the D- the DMCA thing that Twitch is sort of enforcing right now? So is it, it – I heard – I remember seeing Questlove post something about um, – I think it's Instagram as well and Twitch. And basically streaming services are – like they're not – because you need – it's a copyright infringement. Right. And Twitch, I know from – oh, man, it's been years now. I don't know how many years, but gamers used to just play like a, their Spotify playlist while they were playing. Right, right. Without like any copyright infringement, which I've, I mean, depending on where you sit on that, you know, uh, it's cool because it exposes people. People like liked watching certain streamers because they stream certain uh, games, but also the music that they chose. Right. And it's so, part, and and anybody that's not familiar with Twitch is it, it's part of the culture sometimes on, on yeah. a Twitcher's page to uh, to pick the music. So it's also yeah. uh, it can be a big part of their stream as well as a sort of an incentive yeah. for people to just sort of hang out. Right. I mean, it's it's like if you're gonna hang out in any place watching something, like you want it to be pleasant, and right. part of that is like the musical environment that they choose. Yeah. So. And in a way, it could introduce folks to like, oh, what track is that? You know, they, they even had an extension. I believe they still do have extensions for Twitch streams for uh, to give you the title of the song and whatnot. But now they implemented that rule like a while ago. So they stopped. You can't, you know, just play, you know, professional music or uh, copyrighted music. Right. And I know... There's um, playlists that are, have uncopyrighted music right. that you can, you can utilize, but I don't know. I haven't watched any particular streams lately to see what they actually use. So, Well, I, I know like, like, like Facebook's been on this forever. YouTube is like, right. it's, it's just it's just normal. You know, like I, for yeah. me, because coming from like YouTube and podcasting, where podcasting, mm-hmm. it's still a little bit of the Wild West, but I do fear that it's going to be clamping yeah. down like this. But what mm-hmm. what I think what really is highlighted in this situation where people are sort of you know eating shit <laughs> you know on their <laughs> streams, um, mm-hmm. playing copywritten music is you know some some of these streamers are playing their own music and getting pinged right. for their own music, and right. so what's interesting about this whole situation is that it's sort of highlighting how 
fucked the 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 music industry is right like how delicately delicately you can like how what's the word fucked fucked (laughs) very (laughs) fucked yeah well this is what the also element of video is great because i get to play with that too so yeah (laughs) but the but yeah so i i don't know i mean like I mean, what, what's your thoughts on? It? I mean, like, how, where, where where would you stand on this? Where do you stand on? Like, right. how do you see it? Like, do you well, think this is a good thing? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's it's there's benefits, and I mean, there's there's pros and cons to it. I know from what I remember, what Questlove was saying is he was basically, you know, his his thing was, look, this is the new normal. Like, and people need this. Like, people tune in to these DJs, like Questlove, Spinning, or any of these other ones. And he was basically saying, like, look, are you going to deny people what they, like, need, you know, for their, like, soul and their mentality, like, you know, just the, so they don't go insane um, because you guys are trying to, like, corner the market. And, you know, but at the same time, you know, people could definitely argue. It's like, well, people who made that work should be getting paid. And, um, yeah, it's, if anything, it just highlights the un, the new, the undiscovered territory that we're in mm-hmm. that, of course, you know, us being in shelter in place or like isolated more or less. Uh, and not able to go to like like live performances or you know DJs like playing live uh, or musicians, mm-hmm. um, it just highlights like well, how are we gonna adapt? And a lot of people gotta like talk about it and figure out and you know because these are people's livelihoods too. Yes. yes. Both do the DJs and we've always talked about how like you know are we paying enough? for the people who like made the music right. to get, you know, what they're worth too. So it's, this just exacerbated like that kind of, you know, debate that's already been going on for a while. Yeah. But so, yeah, it's, I mean like, yeah. yeah, I remember when I first started this podcast, you know, like in Spotify was really starting to come into prominence. Like the big thing right. was like, uh, you know, like streamers getting like 1 million streams and getting like, you know, 50 cents for it. And I know that's hyperbolic, but it's still, it, that was a huge thing and now we're like we've sort of accepted that we're sort of gonna eat shit it's like music we've we've just talked about it and we've accepted the fact that like there's no money in making music anymore and then (laughs) um and so now we're at this point where it's like uh i i don't you know like it we can't even play our own music on the things that we are creating so that is just i think that 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 itself it, that's that has to do with i think like algorithms where they're just like sweeping and they're not, you know, yeah i know i know it's not like just one... i definitely disagree with that <laughs> you know wait which, you made the music so <laughs> which which you know uh which it's a good thing too right because you have um you you ha- you you know at least that there are companies out there looking for your best interest looking out that making sure that your music is getting uh getting the right amount of you know point zero zero two of a cent every stream yeah. but you know it, it's still like it's, it's just it's discouraging and i don't know mm-hmm. i mean like what what's the solution you know like what what what, what do we right. do what how do we how do we make it so we can fairly 
distribute music and use music correctly. Because here's another thing. Uh, I do video editing work and sometimes I use, uh, um, you know, stock music, right? Just like you can use stock footage, you can use stock paper. I pay a service and mm-hmm. or it comes with uh final cut you know like they just have these right. these songs already in there that you license that you buy the license for but i will make yep. these videos with these licensed songs and i'll make them for my clients and then they'll post it on facebook and be like hey bro the fucking music is silenced and it cut the whole thing like what's going on like this is crazy so like yeah. even when you pay for yeah. licensing even when you're paying for shit you're still getting pinged and and so it's just a very i mean it's not a perfect system and it's i mean it's a shit system no. honestly but and it's not perfect but like it, i don't even know where i was going it's not a perfect system it was never uh-huh. a perfect system it was always right, garbage right. <laughs> it was just terrible from <laughs> the inception and um well, how, how what's the percentage of that happening to your clients that i'm curious about that um it only happened it happened twice and it, and it happened to two different companies. So oh, the percentage okay. was a hundred percent because those were the two clients. Oh. Those are the only two clients. I have. Okay. Okay. So, Got so it, it happened a hundred percent, but, but not a hundred percent of the videos were so it, but, and here's the other mm-hmm. thing. They were easily disputed and the sound was restored, but okay, the, cool. But the yeah. fact that you had to like dispute it after buying a license, after paying your service fees, after yeah. doing all these things, you know, like they, they can't keep track of who you make contracts with, you know, like who right. you're making deals with and who you're giving right. uh, the, the work to. So it's just very weird. I also had yeah. some demonetization on 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 um, on YouTube from mm-hmm. just playing. I have this uh, launchpad app that just it's like a sampler and you could load your beats and loops and stuff and there's some pre-made loops in there like like apple loops or something you know and yeah um it's it's getting pinged for demonetization because i'm just because i'm just playing with it on on a live stream and it's and it's pinging my shit and it demonetized it for the fucking launchpad music so it's just it's 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 strange like i don't know how to navigate it and then you have I mean, I don't know if you've heard about any of the Twitchers who are just sort of freaking the fuck out right now. They're like, um, uh, apparently it started with like this main Twitcher who is like, uh, who got pinged and got, uh, um, what is it called? Deplatformed. And he was a big t- Twitcher, right? So right. he got deplatformed. And and, it, and then after that, like it just started a firestorm. Everybody's talking. Twitch releases a statement. They're just like, you know, the DMCA, the DMCA uh, terms of agreement has been up there for years. It really has. Like I even have it. Like after mm-hmm. we're done, I'm going to do like a, a little news segment kind of covering this. And it's right. been up there. And it's even been updated as, soon, as, as uh, early as March. So like... It's right. not like these things haven't been in place, but it's like, you know, they sort of look the other way and they sort of use that like they 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 um, silence certain parts of your video, like the VODs, if, uh, mm-hmm. if there's music on it. So so right. <laughs> anyways, there's a bunch of streamers right now just sort of losing their mind and because clips stay on forever. And so they right. have like years of clips. And like each clip takes a long time to load, not too long, but like long enough if you have thousands of clips that you have to delete and they're all going deleting their old videos, they're deleting their old everything. And so it's a, (laughs) it's crazy. Um, It it really is a, what the hell is going on with that? Why do I have dropped frames? 
How dare you drop frames? Yeah, shit. I don't. I don't get the like. I. Like, I'm still whatever. Anyways, I mean, like, so, so with, with with you and like how because your music is doing pretty well actually. When I look at your numbers, that you know, like you're doing well with what you're doing. And I fucking mm-hmm. by the way, I absolutely love your your music and like what you're doing. Oh, with, you, and what you're doing with uh, with that fucking uh, with that uh, push with that Ableton push oh, yeah. is amazing. <laughs> right before I brought you on, I um, I went to your uh, your Instagram, so I was showing everybody like your how you do your little bit right, right. of that yeah yeah so like it's just it's nuts you uh, know it's it's just um it's really fascinating and uh mm-hmm. please tell me uh, first of all you have a new album out and could you tell everybody the name and where they can find oh it? yeah yeah um yeah it's it's kind of funny to talk about since like all my focus has been with like world events i know now, it just shifted right your album real- <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! You released it like a week or so ago, and it's already <laughs> old news. Right, right, right. I was like, yeah, I'm good. I mean, <laughs> and I, the funny is, like, I did like doing the promotion and all this stuff, and like hitting the playlists and all that. It just like completely fell on the wasteland uh, to the wayside because I just, I mean, you know, there were more important things right. in my mind. No, like, I understand. But, but yeah, no, I I came out with um. I think it was May 14th or 15th is a few weeks ago. Um, I came out with another uh, EP, kind of a lo-fi or, well, it's a bit more, from what I was told, kind of electronic. It's got some lo-fi elements, but uh, electronic minimalist uh, elements, Mm -hmm. which, like, I was, to promote my stuff, like, I would send it to playlists um, via Submit Hub. And then they would, you know, listen to it and then give some feedback. And uh, some of the playlists were like, yeah, it doesn't quite fit this. It's like more electronic minimalism. I was like, oh, okay, I, I actually get that. But now that I know that it's that's how you would categorize it, you know, it helped me kind of just push it toward other other folks. But it's a mixture of, you know, just beats. But they're more like, I was, it's like mute. Well, like the lo-fi genre is like very much mood music. Mm. Um, even my mentor like called it that. It's like, no, you're doing great, but it, or, and he was like, yeah, I love you know the mood and thematic stuff that you've been writing. Which, what's funny is, oh, the, so the name of the the um, album or EP is called Transitions, and I have that is the second half of a project that I did. I did, um, I think it was last May. So about a year ago, I did a 30 days, uh, 30 beats mm. kind of challenge for myself, which I cheated for most of those because <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. Oh, dude. It is. 30 days, 30 beats. Woo. No, I, I absolutely lot, agree. Man. Yeah, I agree. And like after, I think like two weeks, I was like, oh man, I can't wait this until this is over. But I like post, I was very proud of myself that, at the very least, I posted a new beat on my SoundCloud before midnight of every day. Wow. And then I try to do it on Instagram too, but I was trying to do visuals and that takes like a whole another yes. amount of time. <laughs> but, uh, and I did, I actually finished 30 days on SoundCloud, but I didn't upload the rest of the videos. Uh, I think I stopped on like day like 24, or 25 or something like that, which is funny because it's like, I, 
it looks if you only look at it on Instagram, it's like, oh, this guy didn't even finish. <laughs> but uh, so what I did with those tracks was I picked out, I think it was ended up being maybe like 14 of them or something like that. Mm. And I was going to put it out as an album. And then I realized I'm like, no, no one puts out albums anymore. Mm. It's a whole different strategy nowadays. <laughs> so I split it up into EPs, mm. even though I probably should have done singles. Some people might say, I just wanted it off my hands. I feel you. So, but um, I almost didn't release this EP actually, oh. to be honest. Poor K. Because, because I was already over the music. Oh. <laughs> that I, like, you know how you like you're already on to the next thing. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, it's like because when you sit there and you played it and then you listen to it or you edit it and then you listen to yeah. it and then you listen to 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 it and by the time you're done listening to it you're like yeah. fuck that get it out of yep. my life forever i'm i've already completed a whole nother project so fuck that so exactly i do no, know what you say yeah but it was so but that's I not really a reason for you not to release it though exactly and that's that's i i tossed and turned literally tossed and turned about this oh shit my- you know <laughs> I, like ah, oh, this is driving me nuts. Hey man, you're but, an artist. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I I was watching. Um, well, one thing that I was trying to work on was like finishing projects because like there's so many ideas and projects and whatnot. Um, but I I made this. Uh, I already knew that it was basically set up to be finished. It was almost finished. It was just the annoying like last tweet. Yes. So. I was like, well, it's already at, like, I can see the finish line, so why not do it? And I needed to set up kind of for myself, like, uh, an attitude of get it done mm-hmm. or, or get it done as much as you can and let it go, which is super hard when you're, like, a creative. You just some, at least for me, I'm creating new stuff, like, constantly, so... I got like creative ADD in a way, you know, because you can lose interest really quick. Right. You can like start something and do you like lose interest in it? And you sort of like find the juice in another beat or whatever. And then you go to that and then you're like, I'm bored with this. And then, yeah, yeah, exactly. I totally get that. But, um, I ended up like with the the focus for me was like, all right, just finish it and put it out. The, the work is done and it's not doing you any good if it doesn't, you know, if it isn't released. So that was a convincing argument for me to be like, yeah, I'm over it to a certain degree, but man, let's roll. Yeah. So, Hey, what's up, Clout Waffle? Thanks for stopping by. I told you I'd be doing the chat. We're talking to a fellow Twitcher, Tonga. Uh, you guys need to go follow him. He is, uh, it's, uh, what is it? It's I am Tonga. Me- the, the, art. the art of Tonga. It's the same as uh, my Instagram. The art of Tonga. Reina, could you, uh, or Mod, could you please give a nice little shout out for our friend here? Uh, and Clout Waffle, I need to go moderate you real quick. I don't, okay, thank you, baby. Thank you. I don't. <laughs> oh, Reina also said, she was saying, it was like when Glitter came out and the Twin Towers were bombed. When you're talking about you released your album um, like in the middle of a pandemic. Right. And right. like a you know race war, <laughs> we're fucking. Uh, but but you know, hey, this is good. You know that. We'll, we'll I get, don't know if I classify it as a race war. I I just 
Yeah, I know what you. I'm going. I'm just going to the top, you know. Anyways, yeah. but so you decided to release this this EP, and you, I mean, like, I love that it was part of this like 30 day challenge. So then, does that alludes to uh, another release? Is that then you have a whole nother release ready to go? Um, I'm so what I'm actually working on right now with my boy uh, Scooter, who he has his stuff is actually um his artist name is goyama uh phenomenal beat maker more on the electronic side mm. uh, he used to go to ucsd and used to be kind of well i was TAing for my mentors class at uh ucsd and he was like a student so he was like a former student but we ended up being like really good friends mm. um and we're actually working on like remixes of the album so okay. nice he's yeah. yeah. So to extend it, you know, give it new life. And right. this guy, if you listen to his stuff, it, it'll give you kind of um, what? Just an kind of just a glimpse of how crazy of an artist he is, especially specifically with production. He's a phenomenal guitarist as well. What's um, his name one more time? Goyama. So G O Y A. M A and it's all one word. I thought it was like two words. Yeah, like go yama. Um, yes. Yeah. So I thought it was two year words, but it's definitely one. I believe. Love. Oh no, actually, I think it might be two. Yeah, it's two words. Sorry. Oh, I knew it was one of those. I because I, I typed it into like Spotify. I'm like. Bro, where's all your stuff? Yeah, and then, so it oh, is two space. words. It is definitely yes. two words. Oh, wait, yeah. is he making music for Duncan Trussell's show? I don't know. He, uh, man, what's that group? Uh, Chon? He did a remix for Chon. Oh, okay. Uh, from Oceanside. Shout out to Oceanside, my hometown. Those guys are ridiculous. Uh, that's like, man, I would, I guess you would say math rock, but... I just say badass music. <laughs> Dude, he <laughs> looks He looks like fuck it. He looks like he just lives and breathes. He just wakes up like his bed's right next to his studio. I'm on his Instagram right now. He's just he's like he rolls out of bed. It's like here I am, I'm doing it. It's because that's yeah. his, he has no other choice other than to do this. That is right. I love right. that. I love that an artist. Oh my god, what did I do? Tonga, are you there? Yes, I'm here. God damn it. Okay, I'm sorry, Tony. I'm, I'm still getting used to this. Oh, yeah. We're doing things today, boy. Let me tell you. Um, oh, man. So, so then you, uh, wait, what was it? you're remixing it. I, I, I like the idea of remixing. I, I, I love one thing. I, I, you talked about Quest Love earlier. In, did you ever read his book? I fucking can't remember the name of no, it. No, I haven't read He has, I believe, three. Yeah, at he least has two books. He has two. His first one's like a like an autobiography, and the second one's more on like creating. It's on the creative process. Right. It's yeah. fucking dope. It's it's so cool. But he he talks about like recycling content, and like to me, when you remix right. and uh, remixing music is like the greatest example of recycling content because you're sort of yes. taking this the the main idea and sort of expanding on it and getting another take on it. And um, yeah, I do that with, you know, people do that all the time, especially with podcasts. They'll put together yeah. clip shows or I mean, there's all kinds of ways you could do it. Even even throwback yeah. Thursdays, you know, are, 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 are yeah. a way of recycling content. And um, yeah, 
So I, I don't know. Like, I, I really like that idea of that. Uh, what, what, what's your thoughts on it? I mean, I mean, that's hip hop culture, right? Yeah, like totally. Whole sampling culture mm-hmm. and whatnot. It's just your the way I heard. I think I, I was in class studying some stuff back in college called like an ethno class, and I forget who called or like kind of described it. You're taking a you're taking something that's known and then bringing it into a new context. Mm. So you're, you're getting the best of both worlds. Like you take a sample of like, you know, James Brown, funky Mm. drummer, uh, but you take something familiar. So people already, you already know someone likes it, Mm. but then you do something new and cool with it. So, and they like that too. So it's, it's a marriage of both of those things. And now the person like listening to it is like super hype. So it's, I mean, that whole culture is like out of control, amazing. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, which, yeah, it's, and I've tried, you know, I've been working with samples like here and there, not as like much, like the amount of stuff that I've seen people do just like watching YouTube, you know, and then listen, listening to people um, using samples on their, like all the great, you know, hip hop records. Right, right. And using the same sample from like one song into like, uh what was it uh shoot uh that something in the dark uh the dang it i gotta look look it up uh the isley brothers drum uh that drum intro yeah yes footsteps in the dark that's right footsteps in the dark yeah i can't sing and they use that for uh what was that nwa um, I believe it was an NWA. Not the the like like a scholar in sampling, but no, it's fine. I don't, I don't claim that right here. Right, <laughs> you direct quote. I am not a scholar, <laughs> but I do know that was sampled. Like that's a famous sample, right? Back in the day, and then Thundercat used it for um um. God, I can't remember anything right now. But but the idea is that it it you, almost you tra- it, yeah, and it the whole then changes and it travels so, through you, generations and it introduces yeah. new generations to the old generation and it just I mean because you got nerds like us who are gonna be like what that sounds so fucking familiar and you're gonna go read the fucking album or like you're gonna go on the internet and you're gonna be like oh I do it you know like it, yeah. it, or or whatever thing but but it is it is like this fun thing if, what you were talking about like uh, watching YouTubers uh, 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 do sampling and stuff it's yeah. insane to me because like I'll see some YouTubers go on there and they'll just be like I'm just gonna take these drums off this song fuck them you know <laughs> they're just like and that never stopped me before from stealing fuck it and <laughs> it is just like they don't even give a shit and 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 again it goes back to these like copyrighted things i mean like a a, a really famous case is paul's boutique right beastie boys Mm -hmm. they had all these crazy samples and all these old artists are like what you know you can't be doing this and and that starts the dialogue but we sort of i don't know it's almost like we've sort of accepted it and you have to sort of do it you have to sort of give the credit to them but then you have like a whole army of people right now who are not giving a fuck about any of that. Like when I see some of these YouTubers, it doesn't stop, 
the creativity right. and like and they're releasing it they're not giving a shit they don't care like they're just like it's yeah. it's a it's almost gangster again to do it oh yeah no i mean it's i mean think about it this way you're not going to stop people from expressing themselves exactly like, I mean, I don't care what kind of legal action like you might take or try and take, but it's like, okay, cool. I won't release it there then. Right, right. <laughs> We're going to release that shit. So no. you're not going to stop someone from expressing themselves. And it's it's a delicate balance of like, yes, giving credit, but also like the attitude is like, dude, let's let's push the music forward. Mm-hmm. Or like, that's, that's a healthy thing for people to be exploring themselves and expressing themselves through the music. Yes, mm-hmm might be taking elements from other people, but I mean, that people may disagree because it's, you know, it's just like there's, there's a lot of money involved or potentially a lot of money involved, but I mean, it's an art form too. Yeah, so absolutely. we can sleep on how much more of an impact that has. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, <laughs> people are not going to stop. Like I've, I've talked to some, you know, producer friends of mine and I asked them because I, I don't use samples uh, or I haven't tried to release anything yet specifically with uh, like a sample that I would have to clear. Mm. I just, if anything, I've actually made challenges to myself to like basically kind of write a track and then bounce it and then sample that. So I'm just yeah. sampling myself I, because I have the ability to, right. but there's certain things that I'm like, I have sampled other things that I haven't released in particular, but um, I talked to the folks that I know have released. I'm like, so how do you guys clear this stuff? And they're like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, they know, but they're like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. And it's just like, look, you know, it, I'll let it go as far as it goes. And then, you know, work it from there. I'm like, yeah. Okay. And then, you know, fast forward a couple months later and they're taking down their whole catalog and they've been deplatformed. (laughs) Which, there's there's ways around it for sure. Um, But it's, again, it's also like, how much are they making on these things versus like they're, they're going to go for the, the people who are like really making money, you know, and, you know, like, Shoot, De La Soul, aren't they still paying off technically? You know, their their records still haven't, uh, or a number of their records still haven't made them a profit because they're still, you know, royalties, paying royalties or royalties and they got sued. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of this shit was like not even thought of yet. Right. Um, But once, like, you know, lawyers got involved, it's like, oh, we can make a shit ton of money off these guys. Which yeah. lawyers are good oh. for that. Lawyers are really good for that. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so would uh, you mentioned your mentor? Uh, who's your mentor? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you you when you were in San Diego? Did you know uh, Kamal Kenyatta or I, heard I, his name? I didn't know him, but I knew of him because of Matt Smith, and, and I also knew oh, of him yeah. because of Gregory Porter. Um, yes, because Gregory Porter is I, I fucking love Gregory Porter, and yes. so when I found out from Matt that that. Uh, that Kamal produced like mm-hmm. a couple of Gregory's uh, uh, albums. I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" You know, and yeah. come to find out, he's like, he's from Detroit, which is like like forty minutes away from me. Uh, he's fucking. He's played with the Supremes, SWV, yeah. New Kids on the Block. You New know, Kids on the Block. Yo. You know, he has this insane. And plus, he's a Grammy award winning producer. So, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've actually reached out to him to try to get him on the podcast as soon as actually because I stopped into one of your streams and you were like talking about Kamau and I was like, oh, cool, you play with him. So, so, uh, right. so, how did you meet Kamau? So Kamau, I met him. Well, it's a it's a funny story. We've we have a long relationship now. Uh, we met in two thousand nine. I graduated from college and came back. I went to school back east. Um, Where? Uh, Wheaton College in Norton, Massachusetts. Wheaton so, College. Yeah. Wheaton, yeah. Wheaton. And not, not the one in Chicago or just outside of Chicago. It's very, those could not be more different than each other. Like that one's a super conservative, like wildly conservative one that I'm like, that's cool, but definitely not my flavor. Um, this one's a liberal arts, co- liberal arts college in uh, nowhere. In the middle of nowhere, just outside Boston. But um, I graduated in like 2008 and then was just trying to figure out some stuff when I got back to San Diego. I ended up going to uh, Guinea for a a Jimbe workshop um, for a month. What is that? I was oh new oh Guinea Guinea the the country. Yeah. Okay. Like where is that at? (laughs) I thought it was like a store. (laughs) Out of the map, young man. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. Thank you. Please continue to go learn some some rhythms. So I got back from that trip, and that was the last like planned thing that uh, I had after graduation. Then like my life was literally wide open, and. I was going through like a heart, like a legit heartbreak from, I had a girlfriend that had cheated on me for a second time. And it was literally like the lowest of the low. I'm like, it heartbroken. I don't know what the hell my future has in store for me. And just, it was just wild. Yeah. So when I get home, I take like a month off and like try to clear my head. I'm like, I'm not going to do shit or expect too much. I was teaching a little bit um, and working on myself, but I wasn't trying to like rush myself into like, oh, I got to do this, this, or this, or figure out my entire life. So in the midst of like that month, I reached out to uh, San Diego bassist. uh, Well, he's actually from Detroit as well, originally, Nathan Brown, Hmm. who would play with my, or still does from time to time uh, with my dad's band. And he, I asked him for Kamau's number because he and Richard Sellers, Nathan Brown and Richard Sellers had been playing with Kamau for like years and they had been telling me about him all that whole time. It's like, yo, you, you should probably like link up with Kamau. You guys would definitely like vibe and, you know, you could learn a ton from him. And I was just looking for some guidance and something to kind of focus, you know, like, let me get some lessons. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that I can consistently do be held accountable for and whatnot so um gave him a call and we had a fun conversation over the phone just like it's like oh tonga yeah no i've heard about you over the years actually yeah it's nice to finally like you know talk to you it's like oh yeah no i've actually heard about you like so they were talking about me to him Uh and about him to me and so we linked up at his place i did a lesson and like I kid you not, you know, when you meet some people and you're just like, yep, we're going to be like around each other a lot. Yeah, I do. Yeah. 10 minutes in, it was just like, we were on the same damn page, like right out the gate. Nice. And he like read me like a book. Um, 
and just we had a lot of uh, stuff overlap musically and like philosophy wise, just like looking at stuff and just like open mindedness and whatnot. And so we set up another lesson. And then after the second lesson, he was just like, man, I can't really teach you anything. Mind you, I'm still learning shit to this day, 10 years later, 10 plus years. But he was like, let just come on, come on through and we'll just work together. Like, let me, let me kind of like help you out the way the old Detroiters helped him out when he was like growing up in Detroit. Wow. And I fucking ran with it, man. Like, the thing is, I'm proud of, well, it sounds weird to say this. I'm proud of myself to recognize how great of a like person he was to like really spend the time. Like I made sure I made, a, well, I had a lot of time, but to make the time to help him out any way I could, like within a few months of us like starting to work together, he started teaching at UCSD again for the fall semester. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been at UCSD teaching for years. I forget how long, but um, I asked him, I was like, hey, do you need help around the classroom? You know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. So just to be around him, yeah. take advantage of the fact that it's like, look, he's helping me out. Let me help him out. But also see how he operates. Like I'm a teacher too. Let me like grab some wisdom, just kind of like osmosis and whatnot. Hell yeah. So that's the... Uh, since then, we've been playing and uh, working on music, and like we've been super close. We're we're super close. I I visit, or I have been visiting Detroit, um, like at least once or twice a year to visit his parents. What? And, and also, like, <laughs> That's just get to know, you know, Detroit. It, Detroit played a pivotal role in my life from afar. Yeah. You know, Motown, yeah. Motown, reggae, specifically Bob Marley. And my dad's music are the three pillars. Everything I've ever done musically and will ever do will stand on, period. So, wow, that's that, nice to go to Detroit and like meet people mm-hmm. and like get involved in the culture or just like witness the culture firsthand. And, you it's know, so, so fucking cool, man. It's so cool because yeah. it exists so hard still, even though it's kind of gotten, it, I mean, Detroit's taking a beating over the, I mean, I'm oh, yeah. currently taking a beating right now, but, um, you know, like it's always created, it's always, it's always been a great medium. That hard living's always been a great medium for, for creating great music and, yeah. uh, and culture. And did you go to the, the, the Motown museum when you were there? When you were there? Yes, I've actually been twice now. I went once with Kamau, and then um, the last time I was over there, um, shoot, it was last. I always go Memorial, oh, what is it? Labor Day weekend in September. Memorial Day is like May, That's right? May, yeah. So uh, my girlfriend and I went, and then I took her to the, the Motown Museum. Wait a so. minute, do, do you go for the jazz festival too? Have you been to the jazz festival? That's right yes. around the same time. Yeah, I, well, I, the jazz festival is great. I mainly go to see the people. Right, like right, right, right. Everybody. It just happens to be like that Labor Day weekend happens to be like a pretty good time to go. Like the weather is like not terrible, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I know. Fucking yeah. no, bro. I fucking know. <laughs> I've been to Detroit when it's been cold as shit. Uh, rain, although I love the rain. Uh, and then just like super hot. I mean, it's pretty hot like those those yeah. days. Yeah. Um, but I've caught it. 
some Labor Day weekends, it's been like real nice. Other Labor Day weekends, it's like, yo, this is wild. The humidity. Like, yeah. It's fucking, you're, you're in the swamp, dude. You're in the fucking swamp. Yeah. It's nuts. So, so uh, yeah, talk about your dad's music because you said your dad's music is, is yeah. a pillar that you stand on. Like, what, what, yes. what about it? What, what's his name? What did he do? So, his name is Samisi, S E M I S I. Um, Samisi and Fulabula, F-U-L-A-B-U-L-A. Um, if you look it up, like Google it, you'll see his website that hasn't changed much. And you'll see a video of me with like, like not a, like a, just a goatee here and a shaved head because it's from high school or like early college. <laughs> Still has that video up on like the front page. I'm like, dad, come on, man. <laughs> Update your shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but uh he is he's been a musician his entire life and his life is wildly like just full of stories but he grew up in uh tonga uh in the south pacific okay the kingdom of tonga and um so he full he was born and raised in tonga full-blooded tongan well tongan and fijian um we have small bit of fijian in us but um so he the music that he does is kind of like a fusion. He calls it bula music, which is like a fusion of his Polynesian roots that he grew up with, with rock, reggae, blues, soul, Latin, like all of the, that stuff. So I grew up on that, all of that very early on. Awesome. And on top of that, he has like the band really consists of like 20 or 30 people that he's called upon, like, you know, a lot of freelancers, but they've all been involved in, you yeah. know, foolable like, yeah. ranges from like Nathan Brown and Richard Sellers. So like, you know, you know, soul jazz, you know, R and B like musicians. I mean, they play every style, but, um, to, we had a blues, uh, not a blues fiddler, uh, like a folk fiddler that used to play with us. Uh, Man, just all sorts of people from different, like, percussionists, like, uh, Latin percussionists. Uh, Tommy Arrows played with us a, a number of times. Um, just everybody has, like, kind of, like, played with my dad. And so I was exposed by the people mm. uh, and their musical background that they would, you know, bring in. And then I'd just steal fucking everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, it should, right? Exactly. Like, Right, hey, dude. Man. Nathan Brown, Nathan Brown. I don't know if you're familiar with the bases. I'm not. He, he. To this day, he's like, man, you stole all my licks, and like, oh, it's like, yes, yeah, I did. It's because you're amazing, bro. That's <laughs> yes. what happened. Not only that, I even bought a Fender five string bass because that's what he used. <laughs> I mean, when you look up to somebody, when you respect them so much because of what they yeah. can do, I mean, it's a. a it's hard not to do that kind of shit, you know? It's hard not to, like, want to be that because that's, you know, you say, it's like, like, when I look at you, when I watch you play, I was like, that's the multi-instrumentalist I've always wanted to be, you know what I mean? It's like, for real, like, oh, like I'm a multi-instrumentalist, but it's like, like, bleep, blah, blah, and then I watch you and it's just like, you, you could, like, transition smoothly from instrument to instrument and just do lovely things, whereas, like, takes me about a week to get back into it and i'm still going bleep, 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 bleep. so well, i feel the same way too <laughs> well, let me it, tell you oh my god it's it's very <laughs> funny how people uh view themselves compared to how other people view right. them because it's like 
for 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 me, I think that you're an amazing uh, amazing musician, and you do great work. And uh, and and I'm sure you believe in yourself and that you do good work. Right, but, right. But, but there's a certain yeah, that, yeah yeah where you're just like I haven't been happy with my playing in years. So <laughs> right, and right. and I find that a lot with these high performance players who are like already mm-hmm. like very you know very skilled, very knowledgeable at what they do, and then they say mm-hmm. I haven't been happy with my guitar playing in five years. I'm, I'm fucking I hate it. Yeah. It's like I'm so sick of it. It's just like, bleh. yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it always, I mean, it's always, it's always fun to hear because it's just like everybody's still on that struggle. Everybody's still striving to do the next thing, you know, hit that next yep. level, hit that run, you know, hit that one run that they've been fucking with for years now. It's just, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. I mean, that's a, it's a beautiful pursuit, uh, art, but music in general because like it, you can just take it as far as you want. Until your body and tells it's live, you, man. yes, it's live. live. Yeah, I mean, so I'm. I grew up a a multi instrumentalist, um, and live bands and all that stuff has, has been a like the core of my essence, like, and what I understand. I got into the production game like just three years ago, and in a real way, not just like I could. I've done some production work as like a producer, but for like live bands like going into the studio and that stuff, I like, again, feel I understand or whatnot. But when you come into the studio and certain genres of music demand you to like really know everything you're, that you can capably do, uh, like utilizing just the technology, mm-hmm. that's where like the last three years have been frustrating in the most fun, awesome way like i could possibly think of because it's like you could be a multi-instrumentalist and this is basically multi-instrumentalism in the same way mm-hmm. like or in a, in a different way the digital i mean not even digital like analog wise too but there's so many parts that i mean looking at just the catalog of my music from the first single that i dropped to like even now the production uh, evolution of that over the last three years is, or two years is when I actually started uh, releasing stuff. But looking back at it, I'm like, man, that I did all right. But the amount of stuff that I've added and evolved or whatnot, it's cool. That's that's what's nice about like seeing recordings and like a body of work is mm-hmm. you just see the journey and hear the journey of the artist or the producer or whoever mm-hmm. over time. And my dad always like stressed that he. And he told me one day, you know how when like you have parents or like you know mentors, they say some shit, and you're like, yeah, no, for sure, I like, I get it. Yeah. And then later on, you're like, God damn, dad, that was fucking deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. said that when I was in a, a a teenager, and I wasn't happy with the recording, like we did a live recording somewhere, and he he's like, you know, recording is just a snapshot of what's going on, like where you are at that time. So like, don't, don't put too much into it. Like you can put your energy into it, but don't let it pull you down basically. Yeah. And I've, I'm more in tune with that uh, perspective than I ever have. Yeah. Um, it's still a struggle, but it's to let go of like a finished project and be like, no, that's okay. Cause yeah, the next thing should be better. Yeah. You know, yeah. This is not going to be the best thing. It might be the best thing at this time for sure, but the importance of just like keep creating and getting better yeah. uh, 
is wild. But the snapshot is like, yo, it's just a snapshot of where you're at. Like, right. Well, you know. and it's and it's wild how many artists will let themselves talk themselves out, like how you almost talked yourself out of releasing an element. And but yes, but I did. Yes. And, and you'll, you'll, you know, as artists, we'll sit there and we'll let our insecurities or whatever it is, you know, like run away with them, uh, run away with our thoughts and just be like, well, maybe I shouldn't release this at all. It sucks. It's stupid. It's like the one thing that I picked up from the video editing community, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's spread across all these communities is, is it, it's it's better to be finished than perfect. Done. It's done yeah. what is it done than per, rather done than perfect i don't know whatever the whatever the yeah, little yeah. phrase is you get what i'm saying it's yep. like <clears throat> you want to finish it man because you wanted to get it out you don't want to just sitting on your hard drive for years and years and years and mm-hmm. and you know you, you talk about this thing that you've been working on and, and it's like talk is cheap it's like just fucking put it out if people like it they like it if they don't well you could always do it again so <laughs> fucking exactly. go with it and that's the whole point too to go along with what you're saying is you got to let other people, you have to give them the chance to like it or dislike it. Yeah. You know, that's, it's up to them. You can think it's the best shit in the world. And then a lot of people are like, nah, it's all right. You know, just, <laughs> just or you could think it's trash and then people are like, get totally hyped on it. You can't really, I mean, that's, that's the crazy thing about art. You can, you can get close to kind of knowing what might be hot or not, but people are going to resonate like naturally. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it, there is an organic process for people to kind of like dig something. Right. It, it just, if I'm in the right time, the right place, something, you know, the that's, right mood, yeah. it's very individual. So, but yeah, no, no, it's the whole finishing thing. I, I've heard that, um, uh, sentiment in so many different ways like mm-hmm. hearing it from you and like you know videoing uh from the video community the music community someone put it out like like if you don't put something out um it does nothing for you which was it hit me hard yeah like you're you're actually damaging your yourself by not putting stuff out because it's just it's either sits collecting dust and does zero good or you put it out and it can do some good like it has the potential because it's out and then one other way i heard it was um like the imperfect it's it's good to get imp- uh an imperfect product out is uh this totally not left field but my friend who's an advertiser like he works for he he has his own advertising company. He, we, we were talking about, you know, my work and he's like, look, an important thing that you, you need to know is it's all, it's actually better to put something out. That's like 80% done. And then you make modifications to it, you know, mm-hmm. with the expectation that it's like, you'll get more data back from people being like, Oh, this is, you know, this or that, instead of spending all your time and money releasing it, thinking it's a hundred percent done when it's actually not. <laughs> and then you wasted all that time from getting real responses right. back from people to improve the product. And he was talking about like actual, like different products, but the, the sentiment is still the same. It's like, exactly. look, you can't, you don't know shit until it's out. Right. 
Yeah, and, and uh, that's exactly what I was about to say. Actually, I was about to touch on that point. Is like by not releasing it, you miss out on all the data that comes yeah. with that release. You get to learn from what you did right. You get to learn what you did wrong, or or you get to you know like what however far you take it. And that's exactly where I was going with it, because it's like it, it that is valuable information. Um, just having that you know like i i put out a weekly podcast some do great some do terrible and it's like every right. time you know when it does terrible uh, i go and like what the fuck about it and and you know i'm up to like 250 episodes now and it's like i'm still like what was yeah. it what was it why what did i do why why don't they love me <laughs> just but, love me <laughs> just love me but <laughs> but it's so like my mornings are literally me like this is how i wake up first thing i do which is probably the worst thing to do is just take your phone like as soon as your brain turns on you're just like put a fucking device in your face but i go through numbers i go through numbers i'm looking at my website traffic i'm looking at my soundcloud traffic i'm looking at Mm -hmm. fucking I'm looking at, I mean, Instagram and Facebook has gone so far down the list now because of just how important it is to get all your shit. First of all, all your shit should be the same name across the board. Anybody who's who's curious, you should definitely have the same name across all your social media platforms and websites and all that. But Instagram and Facebook has just literally become like this place where I just dump, you know, just just experimental stuff because really uh, the focus is building my name and building my brand, which I hate to use the word brand, but I don't know. And there's not a better word for it. It's the right word. It's the right word. It's the right. It's it's not trendy. This, well, I mean, it is trendy, but it's, it's literally the right word. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. And there's, it's just, it's just that whole, like, yeah, it, 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 it makes it, it it makes it less somehow, you know. It turns yeah. it into a product instead of a piece of art, but it's both. Uh, yes. uh, but yeah, I forgot what I was even going to say. But you know, well, yeah, the data it's 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 acquiring or getting data, you know. So you have to do like that. That that's the step we're talking about, or we're talking multiple steps. But the first step is like in order for you to have any kind of data, you have to do things right. that like are tangible. Yes. And then once you get the data over X amount of period of time, it's looking at it and like, okay, you can have all this data, but if you don't see how, like how to extrapolate information from mm-hmm. it, then it literally does nothing for you. Right, like right. You data mine, like your, you know, entire life or like, you know, how Google is data mining all our shit or Facebook or whatever. But what makes it effective is, they take that information or we take our information and we put it in like certain variables and analyze it so we can effectively be like, those people don't really like, you know, dig my shit. Yeah. So stop trying to advertise them or right. try to push it for, you know, that exactly. audience. Like, okay. Or what is my audience? Right. So all of that, you know, helps. What, so, what, by the way, what are your demographics? That, like, do you, do you, uh, man actually i can pull it up real quick uh it's pretty like normal it's like guys dudes 24 to 45 right 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 it's just like okay yeah who who listens 18 to 35 dudes yeah which i'm like man i wish you know i was a bit more personally what is it 79 percent male 18 percent female that's cool bad not bad 2% non-binary, rad. 
Nice. And then one percent non-specified, but that's that's just from uh, Spotify. Right, but just just real quick analytic, just a quick look. Yeah, typical, you know. Right, and, and 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 for for me, it's about the same. It's like because like I also do tutorial videos for uh for just quick licks, and um and uh, on face on YouTube, that's the most popular content. Um, so when right. you're looking at the when you're looking at the analytics, it's like this one uh this one video in particular that did really well. It was like a I called it like a major gospel blues lick, right? And yeah. it was like completely like no women, all dudes, but it was from like ages 40 to 65. That was it. Uh, Not like nothing else. Right. And then everything else is just dudes, fuck it, 18 to 35 yeah. or 18 to 45. It's just it's just dude storm. Uh, you know, I don't mind the dude storm. I appreciate the dude storm, but oh, it's like yeah, I mean, people want to like they're gonna people are gonna consume shit and right. like you put it out there, but it's it would be nice to see like more like I I follow like specifically I try and find like some um a women like producers mm. that I follow like specifically because it's like yo they need they're always under underrepresented in music yeah specifically they're like stupid underrepresented um and part of it is like you know it could be an intimidation factor of like at the boys club bullshit you mm-hmm. know and I listen to these like women producers that I like take, I'm taking, it's like, yo, that's, that's dope. Let me include that into my production or right. that perspective or whatnot. And, um, it's, it's just unfortunate, but I feel like there is more because just the day and age we live in, like there, there is more of a push or like, you know, to hopefully like include more women in like the, these musical spaces mm-hmm. and not just as, typical like spaces like singing which you know that's that's always great that's always been you know great um i don't know the percentage on that uh but in production stuff that's like mainly male driven it's good to see like more women getting involved and like crush the game or even if they're not crushing the game to you know someone's perspective watch them grow yeah that that's my shit right there it's like all right I want to see this person like, you know, over a course of like a year, like see where they get and like the improvements that they make, you know, cause they're bound to, and I'm rooting for them period. Like, you know, um, and stealing, you know, they're great ideas. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, people, like I'm going to do that to everybody. We, we need more you know, women producers. Have- so we have more options to steal from. Okay. Ladies. <laughs> And I see you whisper glitter. Thanks for stopping by. I super duper appreciate it. Uh, you you uh you what'd you redeem? You redeem you redeemed an AMA. What what what's your question, uh, whisper glitter? Whenever you're ready, drop it in there. Uh, no, I it, it is nice that we're getting more women. And plus, I love on uh, like IG. I, I follow so many girl like women who can just shred way harder than me. Like it's like right, right. it's one of my most favorite things to do is to like. I don't know why it, it just and it makes 
you know, I, I'm not trying to distill this down to looks, but it makes that girl way hotter when I know that she's shredding way harder than me. Like, it's just, it's just like when, when I, it just does it for me. You know, I'm not trying to objectify women here, but like, it's just what happens. I'm a dude, okay? Like, you see a girl shredding and you're just like, wow. You, you know, it's just, you can't, I love it. I love watching, I love watching girls shred and, I mean, and, they're, and do great, you know, like, because it is a dude's club kind of. Right. Yeah. Right. But I mean, the important part is like to take from women, like, you know, shredding or all that stuff. It's just like, I'm the excited part about me. is just like, well, they're involved and they're in that they're occupying that space mm-hmm. that they should be occupying, you Absolutely. know, along with everybody else. And it's like, and people, yeah, we got folks that are just like, well, they're only famous because like, you know, their you know, looks or whatnot. It's like, you know, they still have to play, right? You know, just like, don't, let's not minimize it to their own, you know, it's the look that's like mm-hmm. giving them popular, like that may attribute to it, sure. But I mean, these girls have to like, and women have to like, throw down yeah you know yeah. there's a lot of them like yeah. they throw down and i'm like damn hats off man i love <laughs> it know, like, i love it so much i love it so much i love seeing little kids shred and i love like i love like like women who could shred like anything that's outside of just like some crusty dude like shred yeah, you know? we've seen that before and yeah. like it. yes we get it yeah. you know like, i want to see more representation you know because exactly. it's and the funny thing is, it's like, look, there's been women that have been treading for years, right? For decades, like, right. it's just now we have like platforms that you can see it a little bit better, you know? Right. Absolutely. You know? So it's, it's like, well, I mean, and then, which then uh, what creates more of a momentum to inspire other women exactly. to do, like, oh, I can do this. Like, they see themselves in these people, just like, you know, representation. If I see a Polynesian doing some dope ass shit, or biracial, like folk, like doing, you know, I see myself in those people. Hell yeah. So, just, you know, like, yeah, well, let's, I don't care. Like, they're doing great shit. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Whisper Glitter, I, I didn't realize that. Shout out. So, shout out to Random Mystique, the best vocal coach ever. Yep. And also, the greatest mod ever and the greatest wife ever. So, no, <laughs> but no, it, you know, when you're talking about how, um, you know, now that the internet's about us and, and there's always been women shredder, you know, like mm-hmm. it, that's happening across the board. You know, it's happening, you know, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement. And you see, you know, black folks and, and people of color have been getting beat up by cops and been put in bad situations for a long time. And now there's now people can see it. And now there's no denying it. And now yeah. there's a, a video no. where there's someone being choked to death for eight minutes on camera and this shit happens this hasn't been happening for fucking forever so it, it's uh yeah. i actually want to speak something to that point in particular I, I actually took a i took a walk with kamal a social distance walk um <laughs> man last week and we were talking about this shit because he's i got re or asked him about his his i mean he's told me my relationship with kamal has been like a lot about music but the core of it has just been like way beyond that. Mm. It's about like opening my mind and, you know, just learning about the world in general. Um, and he 
had a unique experience, well, unique experience. He's a black man from Detroit that grew up during, like he was seven when his parents took him on um, MLK March in Detroit. Um, So he participated in that. And I asked him about it again when we were on this walk. And he said, well, the first thing he just, you know, the light in the movie, he's just like, yeah, I remember that while he was hot as hell shit (laughs) (laughs) so we were we're just talking about all the you know stuff and he he was optimistic of like this the changes that he is able was able to see from then um to a certain extent of course like there has been some positive changes enough fuck no but um, or at least from my perspective, like this is strictly my perspective, like definitely not enough. Um, and then we were, you know, bouncing some ideas back and forth. And I talked to him. I was like, you know, here's the shit though that like really fucks me over is, and I broke down a couple times last week. Just I almost broke down in front of him while we were walking. Wow. But like, look, that was in the '60s, right? And then the next major event not the only major event but the one that like people really like remember or would point to um and i'm not trying to downplay like all the other shit that went down from the 60s to the 90s with uh rodney king yeah that was 30 years later 30 years later after rodney king what the fuck yeah we're still here we're still saying the same bullshit yeah, and for people to deny, like, oh, like, this is not that bad of a problem, then why the fuck? Like, this is 60 years just from the civil rights. Like, I'm not even talking about, like, the rest of American history right. or world history or whatever. Let, let's just talk about a literal snapshot, a 60-year snapshot, mm. and that's already bad enough. Yeah, You know, like, 30 years is bad. 60 years is, you know, it's just fucking terrible, but... When you look at it that way, it's like, how can you die? Like, there ain't shit that needs to be fixed at a like real systematic level. Like, uh, to, for anybody, for anybody who's sitting there being like, things are not so bad and things are okay. It's like, go go drive through that neighborhood that you won't drive through. Go go have a look. Is that okay? Like, it, it it's interesting that we've become okay with letting these cities disintegrate, and you know and the 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 whole defund the police thing and you know that's a very strong statement i'm sure a lot of people are sort of going crazy about it i, I mean how do you feel about the defund i mean i saw like someone post up the other day it's like people think it's if you think defunding uh the police is and it's really divesting from it's not like completely wipe the police department out I it's know. it's yeah. divest and like you know allocate those funds to communal community services that literally make impact. That is like, that has, we were talking about data. There's data to support, like we shouldn't be sending cops to like folks that are like mentally ill, you know, it's like, they're not, you know, prepared for that shit. And like, that's not the way, like we're putting a lot of pressure on, you know, the police to do, you know, stuff. And they're already fucking up. Like, a lot of other stuff anyways. So, <laughs> yeah. but we're talking about defense police as a, like a radical statement. And what well, the yeah, fuck be- have we been doing with, with schools? <laughs> like, if, 
Why are we, you know, like yeah. how radical is like the concept of like, oh, let's, let's cut back education. Like, which we've done we've and continue to do forever. Yeah. And that's not controversial. So when you compare the two, it's like, well, that's actually not really that radical of an idea. And, and, and when, it's, you, uh, go ahead. And when you think about it is like the fact that we're defunding schooling is kind of adding to the whole need for more policing. Exactly. So, exactly. so yeah, when, when you hear this radical thing, and, and I know why that they chose to say defund the police, they wanted to grab your attention. I get it. But it was just such like, when I, I first, make a statement, if you're going to make a statement, you might as well do it with your whole damn chest. It's you know? absolutely, absolutely. And, and the cameras are on, right? The cameras are on. You might as well get it. Um, it, I mean, for me personally, when I first heard, it, I was like, that just doesn't seem like the, the right thing to do. But then when you read into it, when you, when you actually listen to what the people are saying, it's exactly what I would like. Cause, cause from the beginning of this whole thing, like not, not the pandemic, but of this, this the last two weeks of riots and stuff is like from the beginning, it's like going into it. It's like from a sociological perspective, uh, yeah, this is what's going to happen when you when you just keep pushing people down and down and down and down and down. they're going to they're going to fucking be pissed. I don't agree with rioting. I don't agree with looting, but I definitely agree that there needs to be something that changed. And going into this, I knew that like I cuz I've read a lot about it. It's like you need to allocate the right amount of money if you want people if you don't want a bunch of crime and a bunch of food deserts and a bunch of places where the schools are crumbling, you, it's not safe to walk at night. You know, like the crime rate is out of control. You need to fucking fund that area. There's a reason why this 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 neighborhood isn't getting any money and this neighborhood is. Now, why is this neighborhood getting all the money and this neighborhood is left to fucking, you know, wither the sun so it, it's it, it was it's a great statement to get people talking about it but i just was like oh my god that sounds so crazy to me but you know it, and that's, that's the important thing to kind of highlight i think is because uh i had a very like quick natural reaction to that too mm. i would say um and the question is, is like wait a sec hold up why am i uncomfortable with that like analyzing that being like why is like, is that such a crazy idea? Mm -hmm. And then hopefully that prompts you into being like, well, what does that mean? Right. Rather than just like taking a statement on its face and just rolling with that. It's like, no, is that crazy? Is that actually crazy? Right. Let me look into this. And then you find all these like absolute, you know, truths about it's like, look, why are we, you, you put your money where you think things are important. Right. And to say like that, you know, you're for unity and all this shit and you are actually putting your money into like policing people rather than uplifting them. You're putting everybody at risk, yeah. you know? So you have to put the money, like your, the, your, the city's budget should reflect, you know, building people up. It's and residents. It, yeah. So exactly. And what the residents want and the, what the residents need, the you know? Area. So it's, yeah. And it's, it's important to question that and be uncomfortable. And then like, even when, you know, like, yes, we both had like a, uh, a quick reaction that was like, whoa, yeah. but we gotta be more, more and more people have to be okay with being uncomfortable and facing and asking the question, like, why am I uncomfortable? I've learned that actually 
in music, like swinging this back into music and how like it, music, art imitates life and life imitates art. For sure. Um, I talked with a San Diego musician when I was in college. I was, I was back from college for, I forget what kind of break, somewhere in the middle of my college stuff. And I, it was Dave Curtis, who's a phenomenal musician that I think he lives in Ireland now, but he was another multi-instrumentalist, like freak of nature. Nice. And we were talking, I forget exactly what we were talking about musically, but I remember that conversation helped build my confidence in like what I was doing or what I what it was all about. And he, he said something that I'll never forget. He's like, look, if you're uncomfortable with like a musical situation or whatever, like it better be for a good reason. And that's it. You know, I was like, fuck, you're right. Cause if you step, I think it was like stepping into a, maybe a musical situation that you weren't um, necessarily like, knowing all the people or whatever. But if you think about it and you're uncomfortable, it's okay to feel uncomfortable. But if the reason is like, oh, like your own ego or some shit, then you need to identify that to let that go. It's like, dude, you know what you know. Like just show up and play and let like the music and like your interactions with people decide from there. So, but you have to face that uncomfortableness and like ask what, like what is the source of that? Yeah. Um, musically and socially in this day and age, like it's an important, you know, thing to come to, like, I'm uncomfortable with that statement. Yeah. I, right. Well, let me look into it. Yeah. And then boom, now we're like, oh yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's exactly. Dive right. Exactly. And then and, where it should be. Well, and, and the, uh, you know, and the problem is a lot of people, and I'm not going to say most, but, uh, you know, yeah, probably <laughs> most people or a lot of people will say a lot of people are going to hear that statement and be like, well, fuck me, you know, like, and it's over and yeah. like, you know, fuck about the Trump. These leftists are crazy. You know, like it, it's, yeah. um, and, and it, you know, it's more of this like guttural response than an actual like stop why is this upsetting me and and move forward and i think that's what what's been wonderful about these these movements in the last few years you know even black lives matter and you know the first time they kind of popped up with trump getting uh and and you know what was that in 2016 2015 um, you know, we were having riots all over the place, but one of the great things about that, and it still is continuing. And even with people, you know, with, with, um, with people getting called out, you know, call out culture, there is a certain sense that, uh, it is forcing people to sort of step back and, and think about what they're doing, think about what they're saying and think about their yeah. actions. And that's not a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with being present. There's nothing wrong with being, you know, like with, with being in a moment. And even if you're in this moment and you're uncomfortable, you, you're able to sort of sit there and question that. And, and I think that's a, a, a huge thing that I, I, th- I think that people are sort of ignoring out of all of this, uh, especially and also with all the rioting, people are ignoring the, the beauty, the beautiful peacefulness that people are, are protesting out there. But which also, is also predominantly what's happening exactly. which like that's that's the thing about the whole like when people talk about looting and rioting and whatnot it's it's a very easy thing to focus on when the focus it's just like i i think you can like definitely parallel with like kaepernick when he was kneeling 
like during the national anthem, people distracted the issue that he was literally talking about mm. and was like, no, this disrespects the like veterans or whatever. And it's like, okay, I'm not even talking about any of that, shit, you know? Yeah. And it's like, stay focused right. on the issue. Right. And that's the same thing. It's like, yes, you know, like property damage or whatever is like bad or whatever. It's like, well, you were literally, by focusing on that, you've literally uh, said this is more of, or, and it's, it's a focus of like, I've, I've had a couple friends that have spoken up on, you know, their platforms to talk about that. And then I'm like, all right, let me look at like what you've said before that. They didn't say shit about George Floyd's life or Breonna Taylor, uh, Breonna Taylor's life, mm. um, or any of these people that have been literally killed. They're dead. Yeah. And they're, they're, they feel good about or good enough or justified enough to focus on the looting or whatever and not really address in a real way the fact that they address the looting and the writing that happened to happen and we can talk about who's actually doing that shit <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> right oh yeah <laughs> and that's a whole nother bag and and they they say like if that's the first thing you're gonna talk about like that you've shown your cards yeah you know yeah it's just like what the fuck well <laughs> well you know like the the um you know last week uh, i released a podcast where i i was like you know I, i'm i'm vehemently against um violence i'm vehemently against looting and um and like you alluded to that there, there there's something bigger going on with that as well uh but it you know, like I, I was a little harsh on the looters and, you know, in this last podcast that's going to come up, I kind of, I'm not retract, retracting, but I'm, I'm saying, you know, at the time I was in a, in a different place and, and I wasn't coming down on, I was, I was talking shit about the looters not about the protesters. And, and I, when I went back to listen to it, I maybe was a little hard on the looters and maybe not taken into a, a the, uh, taken into account that what is making these people uh, go and do this? What is making these people feel like they have nothing else but to go and walk through a broken window and, and take, you know, a, a Gucci bag? You know what I mean? Like, what what is the underlying problem here? And sort of, I was right. more reactive, you know? And um, and so, like, I didn't backpedal. I'm not backpedaling now, but it is like, I, I did want to explain that it was like, you know, the information right now is so confusing. Everything, like, there's so many people saying one thing, so many people saying white supremacists are doing it, and, and some people are saying leftists are rioting, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like, it's hard to actually keep track of what's going on, but I think the main focus should be, like, let's not pay attention to all the bullshit and the chatter. Let's pay attention to what the bigger problem is, is that it's, we have this huge issue where people are fucking disproportionately fucking being, being undercut, and, and people do have a leg up. There is no such thing as pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I mean, there is, I mean, and there is lots of cases of that, but... When you live in a neighborhood like that, and, and, and I grew up kind of in a neighborhood like this. My wife grew up in a you, you All you see around you is is despair and, and drug dealers. And, like, you become your environment. It's just what happens. And so this bootstrap shit is, like... We need to figure out what the bigger problem is. And uh, it, it's not just people being mad or and it's not just criminals wanting to go loot. It's, it's actually people out there want real change. Um, and then I forgot what my fucking point was going to be. <laughs> well, one thing I would also say is, because, like, 
it's not backpedaling if you're facing right. new information or whatnot. So I would, it's important for us to, there's a lot of people that will say some stuff and then later on be like, damn, like that wasn't, uh, like I'm not actually agreeing with that shit now right. or it was a natural reaction, which is, that's something to question, like mm-hmm. in it yourself in that, you know, environment or like that moment as well. But it's, it's, it's important not to backpedal. It's important to push yourself into informing yourself to be like, well, shit, that was wrong, but why? Like, okay. Or why, why do I feel different, you know, about this and like get more informed and push yourself to understand, like, I mean, when it comes to looting and all that shit, it's just like, when you are backed up in the corner and historically, not, I'm not talking about just like, oh, now, like people like to look at these moments in a vacuum, like George Floyd was killed. Mm. It's like, no, this happens to be one, like the literal tip of an iceberg that has actually has more to do with not just about the police, but the uh, the system itself, like court cases and like the lack of accountability for people say police, they have, we have to remember, it's like they have the authority to do like to protect and serve. Like that's their mission, but they, uh, they have the authority to kill someone or like really hurt somebody. So someone with that much power needs to also be accountable for the actions, uh, their actions, if they step out of line of that duty. Yeah. So, and I'll tell you what, like, Actually, I have the book right here. Like you, it's important to understand that there are levels of like that police officers and prosecutors are protected through um, court decisions and whatnot that are really racist, that are like legal precedent, which makes it even harder for like, you know, for folks to like fight and prove that like, no, this person has like a racial bias Mm. that is literally affecting, you can see it, you know, but because of this one court ruling, they can't use like empirical data and what I'm paraphrasing a lot, but one book that I've, that's been passed around a lot that I would say to check out is New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. Yeah. What's funny is I, I wrote, uh, read Mark Lamont Hill's um, Nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the, the title thing, but there's more to that title. I forget the rest of it because it's a full sentence that I do not want to butcher right now. Um, but Mark Lamont Hill's uh, Nobody was the first book I was just recently reading. And that led me to this book, which I had been reading like off and on for like a year and a half. And then to see it like kind of be passed around in social media posts like, you want to know and get informed mm. read this book then i'll tell you what 10 pages in it's going to hurt your heart yeah yeah and, and that's about like the prison system and how that's become new modern day slavery policing the prison system the like uh the, at the court level like the supreme court level like the you know judges juries like how all of that system works it, it's laid out and it's like very well researched and and you just see plainly 
you know, that is like, well, this is a pretty fucked up system and how like policy, it goes from like the top, you know, Supreme Court and legislation from Congress and, you know, like at a federal level, all the way down to community levels. And you can just see all of these steps. And once you are informed about that, or even parts, I haven't even finished the book partially because it was like, it was hard to read. Yeah. It's, it is hard. To read. Yeah. Um, it's, you just, you're just like, well, this, this makes sense that, you know, people are going to get like lit up and, you know, might like damage, you know, some property or whatnot. Like this has been around for decades and like, you know, and they're the repercussions of like what's been boiling up. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, and, and you lose focus with when you have like looters or writers or like that that happens to be present at a much smaller degree compared to like all of the protests. Like this isn't this. I think I read somewhere where this is the biggest like civil rights uh, like protest in history because it's all fifty states plus it hit the international. World. Yeah, the world yeah. in absolute history like people are connected more than ever and are like fuck this shit yeah you know get your shit right america yeah and, and everywhere and, everywhere and everywhere yeah. really because like, these, these these i mean caste systems in mexico mexico caste systems in in uh in india you know like just these on, on on so many different countries there's these different systems that are created you know uh that are what's the what's the fun word that oh in uh what's institutional you know institutionalized and uh yeah and it's also there's also cultural elements to this too like cultural even not even like it's systematic racism in institutions which should like by no means be there or cultural but like you know light skins dark skins like there's historically across the world darker folks tend to be like looked down upon or treated differently. And that, that goes all over the place, like for sure. So, so then is this, is this something that's just innate in us? Is this something that's just in us to just not, you know, as humans to, to tribe up? I mean, is this just part of us not to like, I mean, if, if you see it all over the world and I'm not justifying it at all, but what I'm saying is fucking, if you're seeing it all over the world where darker tends to be, uh, I mean, what does that say to you? I think it says to me that there's, I don't know if that's an innate thing Mm. at all. I don't believe that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, But you know, because you see a lot of folks like, are cool, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, of course. There's enough folks to prove otherwise. And it's also, think about it, it's it's hard to not be influenced by history yeah. and culture, yeah. you know? And unfortunately, there's a long history and a long culture, like within America and other places. I can't speak on other places, yeah. you know, because, I mean, yeah. born and raised in America, but um, exposed to, you know, my biracial like family, like being half German and half Tongan, but there's a history that is, you know, that plays a role. So like to think, I don't think that's even the right question uh, nowadays because it's like, you're right. You're probably right. Oh no. Only because it's like for us to talk about something that's innate, 
we have to eliminate all these other variables. Yeah. Just think of that. Scientists, like you can't be influenced by culture. You can't, and I would be, I would feel that's like, no, I think it's innate to just like chill with the people around you and you work together. Like mm-hmm. we're innately, like we work with people, you know, around us. So, but the pull of history and the pull of like culture, wherever you're at in, in happen to be born into mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe you're born into like a very loving environment or a very racist or very prejudiced or like whatever environment that like you're going to be affected by that. Mm-hmm. Does that, you know, eliminate the chance for you to become something more accepting? No, but it's fucking hard. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like if you don't have any other, uh, examples, that actually like move you or like you can relate to and specifically like, yeah, it's going to be really fucking hard. Yeah. And then on the flip side, it's going to be really fucking good. If you do have those examples, you're going to be uplifted, mm. you know, from that. Yeah. So and, and that's what we're yeah. looking for. And then I think that's what everybody's looking for at the, at the end of this is right. like, we just, we just want everyone to have a level playing field here. Like, like it shouldn't be like, because you live in one neighborhood, you know, because you're from fucking La Jolla, you know, you get to do this. And then because you're from Barrio Logan, you have to go live this life. You know what I mean? And now I know, I didn't, I know Barrio Logan has been gentrified. (laughs) So I know it's not all, it's not what it used to be, but you know, just, just a little. I mean, it's not all gentrified. I mean, there's still, there are like some, folks but there has been some changes right for sure the underserved is getting a little more served these days it, but just because of other reasons which which is kind yeah. of uh but which is kind of other reasons with these looting and riots uh we kind of were alluding to it uh about um you know i don't know if you saw those videos where there was like piles of bricks just laying around and, and these motherfuckers i swear to god like i don't where did that actually happen Come on, man. Like, well, no, no. My but, friend, I had a friend who please. mentioned, like, oh, we don't see a lot of construction because we don't right. look for what we don't see or we don't see I what see we don't look for. And I was like, sure. Okay. I'll give you a little bit of that. But come on. Like, they're everywhere. Like, in a lot of different the, the footage that I've seen, mm-hmm. that just like they, they're in, they happen to be in the, the paths of these protests, right. like, extremely convenient. And it's like, and then other videos of, unfortunately, that I've seen, like, um, that have been passed around that are, are, like, police setting them up, like a pallet, you know, here, or people unloading some shit. And it's like, yeah. and then you, you have a history of that in, like, China, like, uh, the Hong Kong protesters where they took those and then they, like, blocked, they did some, like, really ingenious stuff, like, put it on the ground and glued them down. Oh. So, like, vehicles, like enforcement vehicles couldn't get through that area. It's like, well, if you're going to set that up, you know, it's a type of resistance. I was very ingenuitive, uh, uh, ingenious. Um, but it's, it's like, yeah, you're, you're going to give something, you're going to enable someone who's already angry to like, yeah, easily, maybe like if they choose to, you know, like damage some property or whatever, like that's come on. Like that's, you're in, that's inciting. You know, just like exactly. how, like the peaceful protesters have been incited by, like you know, they're peacefully protesting, and then bam, 
tear gas like comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like absolutely. What the fuck just happened? Well, <laughs> and, and then here's well here's the whole thing about like all this information that's coming in it, that's saying different things. And by the way, Whisper Glitter, shout out to Gummy Bear Coffee. It's the bestest coffee ever. I disagree with you. It sounds just absolutely terrible. But if you love it, Whisper Glitter, then I love that you love it, and I love it because you love it. So. I don't even drink coffee, so. <laughs> yeah, I had to quit. I, it turns me into a maniac. Well, I mean, and here's the other. So, like, you had this disinformation that I've been, you know, some people are saying you, you have these, like, super left extremists putting up these these bricks. And, and there's even videos of, like, this black woman giving a brick back to these white kids and screaming. I saw that one. Yeah, and yeah, they're like, what one. are you doing? What in the fuck are you doing? So you also see, so there are cases, so that leads me to believe that there are cases of some, you know, leftist groups who are out there setting up some bricks to get shit. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying about the disinformation is because then you have people, you know, have people saying like there's white supremacists coming and setting shit up. Yeah. And then, and then you have people talking about cows because all three of these groups have historically done shit like this. They will go like cops, especially cops. When you talk about cops fucking dressing up in tactical gear, going and starting riots in Seattle for the G8 convention, what back in the early two thousands, that was the first time. And I know uh, that was Alex Jones thing. I know Alex Jones is hated now across the board, but I, (laughs) at one time, Alex Jones did have like real formation. And that was one of the big things that I remember. And even like, even gets brought up a lot, like, like uh, Joe Rogan, but, uh, it's that G8 summit where it was proved that the FBI was having people go in and, and mm-hmm. acting as provocateurs. So it's not outside the realms of possibilities on all of this. And so, like, it's just such a very confusing time. And, and so we're, we're sort of left to make our own narrative. And so what, what is the narrative that you're going with in, in, in this situation? Like, who, who do you, who, who would you point the finger at to starting these little these riots because we are seeing evidence that they are sort of being provoked. Right. And again, I always have to like make sure the focus is like, well, and what's the percentage of like stuff like getting like messed up compared to the thousands or like hundreds of protests that are actually happening peacefully. Right. Right. No, 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 I understand. But, but we're talking about a very specific thing here. We're talking about people going out and starting shit just to start shit or, or to make a point, you know, whatever their point is. Uh, And so that, that, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, I, I, I completely with you. And like I said, I'm vehemently against looting and, and violence, but, but, you know, we can see how this can happen. But I mean, like, yeah. do, you, what, do you think that there are people out there provoking these situations? I mean, uh, and, and if you do, who are they? I mean, it would only make sense that it, it would help someone's agenda to, like, do that. Mm-hmm. And there's, again, like, history, and not just, like, in the U.S., but, like, around the world where, like, you know, people have, like, actively incited certain things to enable them to like bring down the hammer, you know? So it would just, uh, what? Enable them to like take action against like protesters who are actually being peaceful. But again, there's plenty of people calling those people out in the middle of protests. I had a friend or two that were at the, um, like La Mesa protests that were saying, just like, yeah, there's some weird like, folks that like showed up that 
you could tell we're kind of like looking to start some shit mm-hmm. that were an actual minority. And when they would try and like start, you know, doing some looting in the beginning uh, of that protest, or I don't know at what point they like other folks would be like, nah, yeah. like, no, no, don't you dare fucking do that. That's not why we're here. Right. You know, right. it's like, we got to hear, we got to hear about people doing that too. Exactly. And that video of that black woman who, Handing that brick right back to those mm-hmm. folks that were trying to, like, you know, hand bricks to, you know, she, she called them up. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. So that is happening too. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, and I think because of the. Thank you, Whisper Gillette, for the biddies. <laughs> I'm also hoping that uh, the, the people realizing that like the people at these protests, I haven't been able to like personally walk in a, like one, any of these marches because I have uh, my parents are susceptible to COVID because yeah. they're older mm-hmm. and they need to be treated. Uh, but I had to like talk to them. Like recently I went to go, it's like, Hey, I might not see you for a few weeks. Cause if I go to one of these marches, I'm going to self quarantine to make sure if you guys need help, my brother is taking care of my brother and my sister-in-law are taking care of them. They can't do shit. They have to do, they're already community workers. Anyways, they're doing like the most. Um, but, uh, like I, I haven't been able to see any of this shit, mm-hmm. but I feel like because people are aware of it, people are on the lookout more. And that's mm-hmm. why it, I can't believe it was a headline. It's like, People uh, protests have been more peaceful. It's like motherfucker. Yeah, it's been mostly peaceful, you know. But hopefully, it's because people are also looking out. It's like, all right, let's make sure none of this shit like happens while we're, you know, like know the tactics, and that's important. And it's crazy how, you know what? What a crazy time to be alive because information, like and disinformation, unfortunately, but like information, like these fucked up tactics can be passed very quickly. Mm. And so people could be like, cool, like I'm at this march and this happened at that march, be on the lookout for this Mm -hmm. like kind of tactic. And you know, there's some good shit that comes out of it, you know? For sure, for sure. Like like some of the protest tactics that are being used now and some of these the the tactics that they're using were developed in like the um the occupy movement and you know the black lives matter yeah. movement and so all these protesters all these activists are just passing this information and, and good or bad you know it's fucking you know it's being passed on and and we're seeing real change. like i really just my biggest hope for all of this is that at the end of all of this is that we do see something different because what the first time black lives matter happened like you know there was a few cops that got some body cameras but everything kind of went back to sort of the way it went you know body cameras don't do shit like it's been right it helps a little bit well i mean also there's plenty of cases where they don't even turn their their body cameras on or they turn them off at a certain point it's like what's the point (laughs) The, the entire point and and then there's no accountability for someone to you know when they do turn it off mm-hmm. it's like where's the accountability there right. that, that even- is gross like that that's terrible like mm-hmm. they're that's if we were to do that for like any other series like if like a teacher needed a body camera or like you know or any of those things they would be fired like some of the same offenses that 
like people are put on suspended, you know, paid suspension or paid leave or whatnot, or unpaid leave, but they still get, you know, like their job back or whatnot, you would lose your job so damn fast. Very quickly. And it's like, where, where's the fairness in that? Yeah. And even, even if it's on camera, like some, I mean, there were still fucking cops just going right back to work. Like it was all good. No, you know, like I talk, you know, like when I talk and when I'm talking to people and I ask these questions, I don't necessarily believe in what I'm asking. I'm like asking you a question, but I don't believe the context that people might get out of it. But I I do. um, But it is part of me just exploring these ideas. And, and, um, you know, I don't, I, I hope no one's offended by anything we've talked about today, and I don't think they will be. But it's just, it's fucking, it, it's a very touchy subject, and I don't want to be. And also, well, people got to realize, like, we're not experts in this. No, shit. we're musicians. Like, we're, we're, we're musicians. We're part of the community, <laughs> and like, you know, it's we're we're connected with these folks. But yeah. also, like, we have to. Like, I'm getting a lot of you know, or we all should be um, looking to the experts, the people who have or literally been studying this, who have been like writing books, but or also like advocating for these changes for a while. Like we need to give their like our support, you know, check them out for ourselves for sure, but give support um, and rely on their expertise, just like, someone would rely on my expertise if they were, you know, when it comes to certain things in music, not all music, definitely like certain things. I'm like, yeah, no, I can speak confidently from, you know, my education and from my experience. Mm -hmm. So that again, you know, whoever's listening to this, we have to remember like, these are opinions that are informed to a certain degree, but you got to go like further than that. Like I'm going further than, you know, than that from by like being informed and, you know, reading into stuff, talking with folks, and then also straight up listening, like listen to folks. Like you don't have to have an opinion or you don't have to entirely voice your opinion. You could just be like, I support that one, yeah. you know, that person, or in this, this day and age and what we're doing right now, look, I support black lives matter. Period. Like yeah. just black lives, yeah. you know. Yeah, totally. I'm gonna listen to them and their experiences because I don't know about you. Like talking about the biracial kick, which I always found interesting. My brother and I have had like conversations about this, about how so we're biracial and half Polynesian, half white, and I think that's a pretty unique experience. We've had an even more unique experience in the sense of. We both talked about how privileged we like kind of grew up. We didn't see or like like had we never had to really like work against you know any overt racism or like subtle stuff that either I've questioned this uh, it's like have I did I just not notice it and I ignored it or did I have to deal with it at all? Either way, I, I know like I've. Like we've sailed through pretty well, mm. you know. Um, but also recognizing the people around us, like not being treated the same. Like we, you know, try and call out some shit, you know. But our personal experience is like, look, we're minorities um, and a unique minority because we are biracial. Uh, but 
we don't have like that like real ex- experience of like being face to face with that shit. Yeah. So and and the trauma of, of experiencing all all your life. Yeah. And it's it's very it's super interesting that like we have never, you know, we kind of blended in. Yeah. And we had like friends, I know for myself, like I was able to like bypass like literally every social circle on campus, yeah. you know, on every campus that I ever had was in. Um and it's 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 very different. And I've never felt like unwelcome myself. But not ignoring the fact that I'm like, oh no, like people get are in these situations uh, at, you know, my different schools. Um, there was one time where I just talked with, well, no, I, there's a group of my black friends who in um, college who were pulled over on campus, our campus by the local PD because they, they were basically racially profiled. And they went to school. They've been at school for like, you know, a few years or whatever. Like they were just like four of them or whatever. And they were from different parts. I think they're all from the East Coast, but like, I think New York predominantly and a couple from like, I think Wayne was from Connecticut. Um, but they, and they, it just totally deflated them. And it was just like, you know, their day goes one way and then boom, that interaction is like, what the hell? Like, yeah. You know, that yeah. otherism, like, I, I belong here. I pay tuition up in this shit, you know, <laughs> right. all this stuff. Like, what are you doing here? Like, you guys look suspicious. Like, right. what? Yeah, I, you know, and, and I have that. I, I have a very similar thing. And hold on just one second. I just want to go through this chat real quick, man. I'm so sorry. We're yeah, having yeah, like yeah. most serious conversation and fucking, <laughs> yeah. fucking shout out to Gummy Bear Coffee, the bestest coffee ever. There you go. Uh, Whisper Glitter. Mighty Mighty, thanks, thanks for stopping by Whisper Glitter. I appreciate the biddies. Mighty Mighty, thank you so much for the lovely biddies. Raina's, thank you for the biddies. Whisper Glitter. Biddies, biddies, biddies. And thank you for those fantastic plastic cats. I love them. Looking good. I love the little, uh, I don't know what that poker man is, but uh, it's a poker man. <laughs> <laughs> But I had a very similar experience. Thank you for letting me do that. Uh, yeah, how about, dude? It's Twitter. We're, gonna, we're, we're about wrap. We're we're about wrapping up, so we're, I won't yeah. keep you for too much longer. But uh, I had a similar experience growing up, whereas um, I, I I I skated through pretty well without having to. I'm half Mexican, half German. And uh, the only way that my classmates when I was in third grade knew that I was Mexican, because, I mean, I was just a fat little white kid to them. Uh, but like my mom came in one day and brought in like a birthday pie or some shit. And, yeah. um, they, you know, on the playground, they're like, oh, I didn't know you're Mexican. So, so I did get a little shit and yeah, I was called yeah. a spick or whatever. And, and there's, you know, so I've had to deal with that a couple times in my life, but it's nowhere near walking down the street, just trying to, fu- you know, like just driving from school to home, you know, on campus mm-hmm. or whatever it is. You're, you're, the, the, you are not doing a goddamn thing. And 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 you're still being harassed. I've I've never had to really deal with that ever. Matt. You know. So I mean, I I I get where you're coming from. I'm, I'm biracial, and 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 I do feel even more connected to this thing. And I do have a history. Like my mom and her family marched with Cesar Chavez. So like there is mm-hmm. a history of rebellion within me and and, and the questioning. And so, um, but but I just I, I still I feel like I have to be very careful in how I approach these things. And uh, I you know mm-hmm. I don't do it gracefully a lot i'm not very graceful right. at all at, at times and 
So I, you know, I I never want anybody misconstrued that I am all for this movement. I am all for all of this. I am, I still am vehemently against looting and rioting, but you know, I'm, you know, I'm coming to understand a little bit more about the issues here, but uh, let's focus on what's really important here and let's focus on, um, you know, the peacefulness of this and, and the, the, what's right is right. And, and really question why, why people are, are, are feeling this way and not right. just have that guttural responses like, well, things, it's not like the sixties. It's a, and, 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 and like, that's the thing too. You look at the news and I do feel like I get that vibe that we're back in the sixties dealing with some of this stuff. You know, I get Did that and, and in some areas of the country, people are yeah. dealing with that. So it, it you know, it, I don't, you know, I know it's not that blatant overt thing. I know it's not, but in some cases it is. And, but the way it's been constructed has at this point become overt, you know? And then, well, we're seeing some overt stuff now, but it's, it shouldn't take overt racism to like get, you know, something moving. And that's the important part is like it moved underground. It moved Mm -hmm. into subtle areas and whatnot. And it's important for us to be informed and to educate ourselves or get educated by experts who have taken the painstaking time and effort to really uncover like the injustices and to be like, Oh man, it's really fucking bad. And it's not overt because when the sixties happened, you know, and all the civil rights, like it became abundantly clear for people, you couldn't be overtly like racist so they just change it up. Yeah. yeah. You know? We'll just so, shift. Yeah. And again, I, I, I'm just a shout out again to, you know, the new Jim Crow that's built by Michelle Alexander. Like, read into it. It's a very good resource. It's not the only resource to, to look into. Um, I mentioned Mark Lamont Hill's uh, Nobody. Yeah. And has a, just Google it and then you'll get the actual full title. Uh and there's a lot of other books that are being passed around, which is like, it's really refreshing to see people like, you know, they're not just posting memes about this like stuff, you know. Yeah, mobilizing. Is, it's a culture, and that's important too. I think like it's, people are expressing stuff, um, especially if it goes down to the root of the issues. But it's also good to, to see that people are like passing around like, you know, material written by folks that like, you know, are invested in these like uh, these issues and have done the research and can back their shit up so that you can confidently go, you know, forward to like, you know, maybe that pushes you to support, you know, monetarily or March vote. Like there's so many different ways to like contribute or ideally all of them, you know? Mm. So, but it comes down to like, you got to get yourself to a point where it's like, you know, what you are um, investing your time, your money, your vote into. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's resources out there, and if like, like definitely look them up or you know DM me or whatever. I mean, I know only a few, but you know, it's, it's that's start. where it starts. It's it's you a know? start, and and then that's and, and absolutely, it, it's a. Uh, it's a start and and it's important that that like 
we are taking the responsibility to learn this shit ourselves and, and obviously to listen, but like mm-hmm. it, it is important for us to take on responsibility. People who are trying to understand more about this issue, it's your responsibility to go out and find out like, you know, why are black people feeling like this? If you don't know, and, and you know, you might not know because you just don't know and you know, don't hate yeah. black people. You just don't know. But it's, it's getting to that point where it's like not knowing is not a good excuse. There's no excuse. Yo, the internet is a crazy-ass place. It's wild as fuck, to be honest. But you got, we've, we've never had more information, more music, more resources at our fingertips in all of history combined. Right. You know? So the fact that it's like if you want to stay ignorant or... I mean, ignorance is a strong word, word, even though it's true. It's the right word. But if if you want to stay comfortable with not knowing and facing the truth of like what affects like the greater community, because like if you may not like know because you're not, it doesn't affect your community because there's plenty of communities that like are basically not even like predominantly white. They're only white, or you know this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing, but you're also a part of a greater community, you know, and that's something to like need to invest in, not just the community that's like literally just around you, but the greater community that you also contribute to and the community, that greater community, remember contributes to you as well. So it's a responsibility for us to be like, yes, no, like that I'm contributing. They're contributing to me. So let's, let's, Let's work, yeah. you know. Yeah. So Let's take work time to to look into this stuff, and the information is all over the damn place. <laughs> it is. So. Tonga, thank you so much, my friend. I, I super duper appreciate it. the new album or the new EP is Transitions. The EP you almost didn't get to hear. Uh, Transitions, go stream it now. It's on all uh, all the streaming platforms, and uh, yeah. and, and give Tonga a listen. And um, um, he follow follow him at uh, what is that? I'm so sorry, Art of Tonga. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can check me out. The art of Tonga. It's all one word um, because you know how tags go these days. Uh, but you can find me on uh, Instagram, the art of Tonga, as well as uh, the art of Tonga on Twitch. I'm actually going to be twitching later today, or twitching, streaming. Um, I'll Twitch right now. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm streaming. Uh, I believe Tuesday and Thursdays are the most common times, five to seven Pacific Coast time, and then. I'm trying to do Saturdays as well. I mainly focus on making music. And so you can see how I'm like, and it's not just beats because I play and like write music. Like I actually might do some like thematic music, like uh, uh, a movie soundtrack type of theme or this or that, like orchestration with like, I have a dope ass, uh, what sample library of the BBC orchestra. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it's damn. It was expensive as hell, but <laughs> damn, it sounds ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's, and, uh, it's pretty legit, huh? But, it's yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah, who yeah. makes it? Who makes it? Uh, Spitfire Audio. They have actually, if you're into like strings and just kind of the orchestral kind of stuff, and they have some other stuff too. Spitfire Audio has some like ridiculous content okay. to like roll through to be like, oh, I might be able to use this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I basically every time I stream, I'll either make like a beat or multiple beats or might like write some 
jazz, R&B, soul stuff, or whatever. It's basically I'm, I'm just gonna be creative for the most part and just be like, what can I make? You know, it's super interesting. I mean, like to me, like I'm a fucking, I'm a nerd. So like sitting there and watching Donga fucking put together these like. And like the they'll you know like some, you're doing like some complex rhythms and shit on a push, uh, that's why I had to play it before we got started. But um, Tonga, right. thank you so much, man. I super appreciate it. This was a great conversation, and um, and everybody make sure you tune in for uh, Tonga. Uh, what time are you streaming? I stream five to seven generally uh, Pacific Coast time Tuesdays, Thursdays, and I'm trying to make. It consistent on Saturdays. Okay. I think I missed this last Saturday, but I also just started, so okay. I'm still like. Hey, do you have a SoundCloud, a SoundCloud Pro account? Yes, I do. Bro, you're an affiliate now. Go onto your SoundCloud and apply uh, for your affiliate program. They partnered with Twitch in right when the pandemic start. Maite, cool. Maite, thank you so much for the biddies and Whisper Glitter. I did see your biddies earlier. I just didn't want to interrupt him in his very profound things he was saying. It just would have been <laughs> rude to thank somebody for money while they were talking about, you know, taking down the man. <laughs> but well, I do appreciate it. Too, you know what I'm saying? Like, but uh, but I am deadly serious about this. I mean, because uh, you can get your affiliate yeah. status right, like in the next couple of days. Yeah, I saw you post something about that, like, and I was like, okay, I'll I'll check that out tomorrow. I was like late at night or something. So, good, man. But, yeah, I'm just trying to spread the word, baby. Word. But, Thanks, all right, bro. Tonga, I appreciate it, my friend, and you you take care of yourself, stay safe, and um, you too. And we'll talk soon. All right, all right, man. Have a good peace. one. Yeah. Peace. so much tonga i really do appreciate you coming on the show and and talking to us and you know having an open-minded conversation uh with me and uh, that's i just i've been loving it man i'm telling you these conversations uh, ever since the pandemic even like it's just gotten better and better i hope you guys have been enjoying it i hope you guys are out there being safe uh go check out tonga's latest album transitions it's available now on all streaming platforms i'll leave a link in the description in the show notes so you guys can just go click around and follow tonga and start listening now uh go to reinamystique.com r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e and check out her twitch schedule which is third uh, tuesday and thursday at 8 a.m and sunday evenings at 8 p.m um and just go check out randomistique.com. It's cool over there. Uh, check out the newly redesigned WeSpeakEnglishGood.com. I'm super proud of it. I spent the first couple months of the pandemic really pouring over it. So sort of just ignored it every since. But <laughs> hey, it's there. It's working way better now than it ever has. So I'm very happy with what happened and the amount of work I put into that. It's so cool over there now. Let's see. What else we got? You can like, subscribe, review, like us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, Discord, uh, Snapchat, uh, all that fucking bullshit. Go, go, 
if you want, just go do that. It's it's okay if you don't want to. I understand. It's too much for me to keep up with. I, I barely fucking look at that stupid Twitter feed. <sighs> you, <laughs> you can subscribe. Like, subscribe, review. So you can subscribe to us on uh, Apple iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Twitch, anywhere where Facebook, or anywhere where Facebook, anywhere where we speak English good is available. You can subscribe to it. Uh, you can also leave a review. And this one I want to stress the most because I um, it helps us be found in the algorithm of podcasting. So if you could be a DAO, a gem, go leave a review. Five stars preferable. Uh, and uh, leave a written review. That, that That's even better. Uh, go support our people. Moded Studio, our sponsor, ModedStudios.com, M-O-D-E-D-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. Fucking love these guys. That that new MAGA hat with BLM uh, spray paint embroidery hat is fucking dope. And I like that he said, the only MAGA hats made in America, <laughs> which is so true. Uh, and uh, what else we got? So, and then WSEG, one, uh, Mondays at 1 p.m. and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to be doing a special Wednesday evening stream with my buddy Matt Suarez Music, who is a fellow Twitcher, but we're going to be doing it on a Wednesday because his schedule is crazy. Got a lot of great guests coming up, um, and we got a lot of great release coming up. Uh, let's go through some of these, and I'll, I'll just give you a little list of who is coming up. So, after this is Tonga. Uh, yeah, Tonga is after Tonga. No, Uncle Ray and DJ Press Play. Now, Uncle Ray is a local uh, musician here in Toledo. Fantastic story. Has a story about him getting shot down by Tupac. Love it. Not like shot, like with a gun, but just shot down. Uh, and then DJ Pressplay comes by to, to talk about his new album. Uh, let's see. We got Chance ATL. Chance is a fellow Twitch streamer. He's a great musician and a great guitarist. I love him. Just Joe Syracuse, another Twitch streamer. Fucking fantastic guy. Love this dude. Uh, great. Like when the pandemic first started, we started getting into Twitch. Joe is who kept us company. Um, throughout those those first couple crazy weeks, uh, Cleveland P. Jones. Oh my God, I'm so excited fucking for this one because Cleveland is just this amazing singer songwriter out of Atlanta. Uh, he's just uh, he was just great. Uh, we talked a lot about you know the environment in Atlanta right now and BLM. We talk we talk a lot about a lot of stuff. It's great. Uh, then Johnny Tar comes back with co-host Offbeat. So I just want you guys to know that all these are available now on Twitch at twitch.tv slash we speak English good. I'll be also releasing them um, uh, on my YouTube. So go check them out there. You can go, except for Chance and Joe and Cleveland actually just fell off now too. So uh, yeah, Johnny Tar and, and then Aaron Goldberg, who is another fellow who I just talked to yesterday. Who is fucking just a cool dude, and he works. He fucking edits, um, uh, Duncan Trussell's fucking uh podcast, the Duncan Trussell Family Hour, which I love. I haven't listened to it in a while because iTunes just will delete my subscribe. Uh, iTunes, um, uh, uh, um. 
podcast, I guess. I don't know. For whatever reason, it just took DTHF off of my feed. So I, I, after talking to Aaron, I was like, oh, my God, I missed Duncan. So I went and downloaded again. Uh, so he's a fucking cool dude. Uh, super cool dude. He just started twitching. He has a great community. Um, I don't know. So we got a lot of amazing shows coming up. We're going to be doubling up here. Ugh, I'm telling you, I do not... Look, I don't like doubling up because for me personally, doubling up is a lot of work. Um, I might not double up this week because I do have a lot going on this week and I have to catch up. Oh yeah, fun fact for anybody who cares to know, my fucking hard drive oh, ain't shit and now it is such a bummer. Um, yeah, my hard drive took a shit and I lost music and podcasts and i'm editing this film shit so i lost all my editing work that i've already dumped hours into (sighs) i basically have to edit together uh, like a two-hour movie um but it's not gonna be like multiple cameras and like a bunch of like sound syncing and fucking it's nothing like it's gonna be more of like a presentation but it's still a lot of editing i have to do a lot of like that i have to put together each it's like putting together short films and then putting it into one big long thing it's crazy i don't know well i lost all my fucking work from that so it, it wasn't good it's not good but I've been in this position before where I've lost like everything. Like I've lost hard drive before. I've lost like like years worth of CDs, a book of CDs. Um, I lost that once when I was a kid, and that was that. Now that's crushing. I had CDs like this big, huge book that I took everywhere I went because I always wanted to bring my music with me. And um, I went to this music festival and. My sister was carrying it in some blankets and it fell out and that was the end of my CDs. It was a really big bummer for me because it's like, holy shit, that's your music. That's your music as a teenager. Your music is fucking, is is, uh, sacred. So, okay. Anyways, uh, I just wanted to tell y'all that I fucking... My hard drive took a shit, so I'm actually not going to be able to really do a whole lot of stuff until I get my new hard drive in from Amazon.com. It's funny, I sit here and shit talk Amazon all the time, but I use it constantly. Um, the thing is about Amazon is that we're in a situation where we kind of need them, and uh, so we do need them. And uh, we're gonna have to figure out how we're gonna coexist um, as as they as they push out all the small businesses, especially after this pandemic when the small businesses aren't really coming back. A lot of the small businesses aren't gonna make it through this, and um, Amazon's only getting bigger and more powerful and more wealthier with this pandemic. So there's gonna have to be a balance. We're gonna have to figure it out. I, I love what Andrew Yang is saying about how we're, he wants to make fucking Amazon and companies like it pay more in taxes because guess what? Corporations go out of their way to buy politicians to create policy that enables big corporations to keep tax monies through tax loops and tax cuts. So just know that uh, our government and corporations are basically the same thing and they're 
and a corporation's interest is only for growth at any means possible. And um, I don't know about the politicians. I don't know what their fucking thing is. But you know what? We're not going to ramble into this. I, I, it just, I get caught in these, these end-of-the-show rambles, and it's just I don't want to do that. Um, let's just end the show on a high note. Um, I'm high. There you go. Hi. I'm high. I'm really high right now, so there you go, guys. Take care of your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I'll see you guys. Stay safe. I'll see you guys next time with... Who is it? Uncle Ray and DJ Press Play. Okay, guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.